Speaking of unusual commitment, how is it that a cop becomes a high school principal? <laughs> you want the short version? I was at the Liberty City Riots in 1980. Not the best time to be a black cop in Miami. You watch your old neighborhood burn down. People you grew up with getting shot, busted. You suddenly face a clear choice. Devastation or education. I chose the latter. Went to night school, got my certificate, got my master's, and now here I am. And running for city council out here. <laughs> well, if the voters are wise. And what's your background, Mr. Smith? Oh, standard liberal arts education. I was a government bureaucratic worker for years, mostly in health education welfare department. And then, uh, well, I guess like you, I wanted to teach. One of those scars in the halls of Academe. Nah, none's eighth grade. <laughs> well, you better get back to work. About those files, I really can't issue them to a temporary employee. Sorry. No problem at all. Thanks for your time. Oh, I gotta ask. Uh, doesn't it make you nervous wearing a watch like that around here? This watch was a gift from the Junior League. Anyone trying to take this watch is gonna have to take this off. Well, it's been known to happen. Oh, they hack them off with chainsaws now. <laughs> Students in Woodshop make these for me. Every year at First Assembly, I uh, give a little demonstration. Remember that little truism, Mr. Smith. It will assist you greatly in your teaching. My father never taught me how to be presidential because he didn't know. My father never taught me about power because he didn't know about it. My father wasn't there. My mother walked into the crib and he was laid up with another chick and she grabbed me. I was little, I don't remember, and she left. The relationship was dysfunctional from the jump. They was both niggas. They never had a chance, whether they stayed together or not. They were on paths of destruction like most niggas because they was never taught the science of government and power. So, my mom believed in romance, like most women, the ideal romance. Not knowing that romance and being warm and fuzzy, that's only for a moment, right? That's not a lifestyle. Many women, believe in romance as a lifestyle but this life is about war and I believe the demiurges that govern this planet are war gods okay so she was focused on romance she wasn't focused on power my father put himself in positions to take L's he had children uh, in a not strategic way uh, The women Weren't all on the same page And he has children in the world That don't even know each other 
So my father was playing the role of a buck, a nigger. He wasn't playing the role of a man that was interested in power. He wasn't playing the role of a man that was interested in achievement. He wasn't playing a role of a man that was interested in legacy. He was playing the role of a nigger. In fact, the majority of the males in my family have played the role of a nigger. So my point of reference to manhood is inferiority, is guys that never transitioned and elevated into higher learning. These males were bucks. Their accomplishment in life was having children. Nothing presidential, okay? Because when he died, he didn't have any estate to pass me on except dysfunction. <laughs> so my father's estate is dysfunction. Not land, weapons, gold, stocks, bonds, anything. Dysfunction. So growing up, I never understood power. I never understood government. I never understood legacy. So as I matured in my teens and 20s, I started reading because I always had a curious mind. I started dabbling in different information, but still I didn't understand government and I didn't understand power. I didn't understand legacy and I didn't understand man. I understood feelings. Okay. Uh, I had my feet in two different worlds. I had one in logic, but my foot was, I would say, more 80% still firmly planted in emotions and feelings because my mother raised me in the church. And I thought that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought that, you know, the better person, no, I'm sorry, I thought that if I become a better person, Maybe I can get the things that I want. I didn't think that being clever and cunning and strategic and even uh, deceptive and manipulative, I didn't think those things were badges of honor coming up. And that's because of the way that my mother shaped my mind. She was a very timid woman. She was a very... Uh, unsure and insecure woman because of her dark skin tone uh, a lot of other unfortunate things that happened in her childhood raised her to basically be prey be prey she wasn't a predator she was more prey and she raised me uh, that way in, in an environment that wasn't conducive for, for that kind of uh, teaching because we always lived in the ghetto. We always lived in impoverished areas, low-income areas where everybody's a wolf, right? But her teachings to me, even indirectly, were that, you know what? Basically, you'll get your heaven when you die. To sum it up, you'll get your heaven when you die. And and my father was living in a type of way that, you know what, maybe he even thought the same thing because he uh, wasn't focused on acquisition and he wasn't focused on self-improvement. He was focused on 
being a nigger as if he would get a second chance. So both of their blueprints was was dumb as fuck. I'll be honest with you. Um, and that's just being objective. What makes me say this is when I'm watching John McCain die and when I'm watching George Bush die, the way that these men are handled in their deaths. My father wasn't handled like that. Nobody in my family was handled like that. And I see the reaction from two different crowds. The black crowd has bad things to say about George Bush, bad things to say about John McCain. Now, I look into the things that the black crowd says about these men. You know, these men killed people overseas. These are war hawks. These men are blah, 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 right? Blah, blah, blah is 10,000 words, right, of powerless people's opinions about power. The other crowd loves these men. The other crowd elevates these men. Let's call this crowd the white crowd, right? <laughs> they elevate these men and hold them in high regard. And I find that very interesting that the powerless have one uh, opinion and then those on the other side of history, the better side of history, have another side, right? Have another perspective. Hmm. Because I am from the powerless class of people, at the age I am now, I am forced to remove myself from that group of people and look at these guys objectively. When I watched John McCain's funeral, his service, I said, wow, look at the aesthetics. Look at all the powerful people that are showing up to pay their respects to this guy, John McCain. His casket, his body is being handled with such care. Uh, same with George Bush. His body is being handled with such care. Powerful people in the world are showing their respect. People are showing up. They're paying reverence to these guys. And I said, God damn, that's presidential right there. That's power right there. You know, I grew up in black ideology, black consciousness. And 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 it's it's unfortunate that black consciousness doesn't have a concept of power and empire and government. Black consciousness has a concept of feelings and not dealings, okay? If I would continue to follow black rhetoric about equality and justice and understanding and things like that, if I was to follow that blueprint, I, I would not be able to make any withdrawals. I would deposit a lot of time, I would deposit a lot of feelings, but I would not be able to make any withdrawals. There is no retirement plan. There is no life insurance. There is no legacy. 
there is no return on investment. If I were to follow the path of John McCain or George Bush or any of these white men that I'm not supposed to like based on the black narrative, based on my mother and my father and the community that I'm supposed to be associated with. If I follow down the path of these so-called quote-unquote racist, white supremacist, misogynist men, if I follow down their path, the withdrawal could be legacy, statues, high schools named after me, streets named after me, holidays, curriculum, reverence. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. My father and my mother put me on a course to misunderstand power. Then the community that I didn't volunteer for, that I was automatically labeled and associated with black niggas, Afro-American, African-American, you name it. That community doesn't understand power empire either. So what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be continuing, continually following down the path of ministers? Ministers is the ceiling for a black American man. Martin Luther King, Louis Farrakhan, Malcolm X, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. These are not men of war. These are not men of power, honestly. These are not men of power. They are men of influence, I will admit that. Yes, influence. But they are not the Ulysses S. Grants. They are not the General Pattons. They are not the Attila the Hun. They are not the Napoleons. They are not the Genghis Khans. They are not Shoguns. They're none of that. They are ministers that focus on teaching black people to be better people. And that's great. However, the demiurges that govern this planet are gods of warfare economic warfare, philosophical warfare, mental warfare, spiritual warfare. Everything on this planet is eating something. Something is hunting. Something is running from being hunted. And nature supports the aggressor. George Bush Sr. was an aggressor. John McCain was an aggressor. The black American male is not an aggressor only to himself. The black American male, based on the teachings, cannot express any competition anywhere else but to himself. He feeds on himself and those around him, while the George Bushes and the John McCain feed on the world and bring back the spoils of war. I find that very interesting. I find that... On that side of history, being presidential, having power is a goal. On this side of history, being kind, having safe spaces to talk, be emotional is the goal. Very, very, very interesting. 
very interesting. Fuck that. I'm only interested in presidential status because this is the thing. Being a good person is very subjective and being a good person is not going to craft or build a legacy for people that are powerless. Someone has to take the step to compete. Someone has to go to war. Now, it does not necessarily have to be physical combat, but it most certainly must be mental combat. Mental combat, combat, mental taekwondo, mental uh, karate. Someone's mind has to compete with the best minds in the world to acquire something. But when you're from this community, you are taught wrong. You are educated wrong. You are taught that, you know what? If you be kind, if you be gentle, if you be a quote-unquote good man, maybe you'll experience some favor. And in this community, black, we, we put so much focus on a good man, right? But on the other side of history, a good man is always synonymous with some type of power and with some type of acquisition. Minus the acquisition, minus the power, minus the legacy, minus the finance, minus the warfare, there's no good men over there. Okay? The men that are considered good on that side compete and dominate others. The, the Joe Olsteins is a good man over there. He has a mega church. Beautiful. Okay. The uh, uh, J- uh, George Bush Sr. on that side is a good man. And was went to war in Desert Storm. Send troops over there for a bottom line. Now people will say, well, he was a warmonger. So what? That's the nature of man. There has never been a time of peace in recorded history. That is the nature of man. We come here to fight. Period. On all levels. Physical, mental, spiritual. So what? That's the loser's rhetoric. That is the rhetoric that we come up uh, 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 spewing. And it has changed nothing. And it has put nothing in our hands but more doubt, more fear, uh, more not being accountable for our lives, more bitching and complaining. And nothing changes. The earth doesn't break open and swallow the quote-unquote oppressor. Tidal waves don't grow to a thousand feet high and smash advanced societies. Winds don't blow the doors down on municipalities. Hmm. Why? Because nature supports the aggressor. So why at the heads of black male leadership are ministers instead of generals 
Where are the Napoleons? Hmm. Where are the St. Maurice's? Hmm. Even on the philosophical level, where are the Confucius or Aristotle or Socrates? Where are those minds that dig deep in, 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 into into thought into this in, into this culture? We talk so much about race that we don't even expand the narrative, and we're not at the table when it comes to philosophical thinking or financial thought or thoughts about infrastructure. It's always a defensive perspective, defensive position about something being done to us, basically a group of pussies, unless, unless the target is another black man. When it's another black man, the black male mind gets very creative and very uh, uh, strategic in bringing him down. When it's another black woman, the black woman becomes very strategic, becomes very tactful, becomes very cunning to bring that black woman down. But, but when it's time to make a boss move, see, see, the thing about competing against niggas is when you compete and you win, there's you get nothing. Because niggas are the laughing stock of the world in terms of thought. So when you compete amongst your own, the standard is so low, it doesn't do anything. You know, there's no way to scale. Okay, but it's interesting when it's time to compete, nigga versus nigga. Yo, the intellect and, and the innovation becomes amazing when it's time to drag and sip tea and gossip. But outside of that, the goalpost doesn't move at all. I got a real problem with that. And I'm talking globally in terms of thought because that's all man is, is ideals. 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 There is no black Elon Musk. There is no black George Bush. There is no black John McCain, right? There is no black Mark Cuban, maybe Robert Smith, you know? There is no black Warren Buffett. There is no black Bill Gates. Oh, what are you gonna tell me? Systematic uh, racism is the reason for that? This is a problem. We don't understand being presidential. It's not because of racism why there's no Warren Buffett. It's because of the narrative that niggas teach. It's because that our ceiling is ministry. Being a pastor. That is the highest level of black manhood. Not warfare, not competition, not philosophy. Religion. Okay? The black Americans as a whole has a fucked up concept about morality. <laughs> morality is for people with power. When you don't have power, 
You can't be at the forefront of morality. Until you get power, you do whatever you have to do. Morality is for those that can afford it. I would love a president, uh, not a, I would love a funeral like George Bush. I would love that treatment. I would love for my body to be handled like that. Hell, I would have loved to see my father go out like that. I would have loved to see my mother go out like that. I would have loved to see my Uncle Steve go out like that. But they didn't. They went out like niggas. Right? And guess what? Nobody says their name now. No one says their name. It was as if they were never fucking here. All of my lineage, all of the people that came before me, it was like they was never here. Blowing in the wind, sand. <laughs> Just blowing in the wind. It was like they was never here. Their name is not written on any walls, on no tombs, on no documents. Okay? There's no statues. There's no streets named after them. Nothing. There will be no documentaries done. Nothing. When they died, that was it. That's not presidential. But based on their belief system, that's how a nigga dies. No Hall of Fame. I'm not okay with that. I reject that. I rebuke uh, that spirit of weakness. I rebuke that spirit of being a nigger and being afraid to compete. I rebuke the ideal of praying and worshiping to a God that is that does not support us winning. I'm not going to keep uh, aligning myself with people that at their core believe in a God that it, basically says it's okay to suffer. We off that. It's about being presidential. It's about having shit. It's about getting a win. It's about making boss moves. It's about people saying your name. It's about statues. It's about legacy. It's about being presidential. The nigga could die and stay dead.